Okay, I want to preach a word tonight called So Necessary. So Necessary. And I've got a series of So This and So That, but tonight I want to share about So Necessary. And, you know, I've got some really vivid memories of the Easter weekend. Now, I haven't always been a Christian, just like you guys, you know. You probably um, were a bunch of sinners before you met Jesus, right? And when I was, um, before I met the Lord, before I knew, you know, that I needed him, I was living a very, very, very bad life. And uh, on the, to me, Easter was a long weekend, and it was a time when you could party, and you could just do whatever you wanted to do. And um, this particular, um, just bef it was like just before I became a Christian, actually, and it was this time of the year, about 20 years ago, and I had a real problem with addictions. I used to drink a lot. I used to take a lot of drugs. And so this to me was a, a great weekend when I could just do what I wanted. And so I was in front of my television and I was on the floor on a beanbag. Do you know what a beanbag is? <laughs> the older people in the congregation knows what a beanbag. So I was sitting in my beanbag all by myself in my house and you know I was pretty out of it. And I was watching the TV, and back then we didn't have remote controls as such, so you couldn't just go click, click, click and change the channels like you can now. So a movie came on the TV, and because it was this weekend, it was about Jesus and him dying on the cross and all that kind of thing. And so I was watching it, but I didn't want to watch it. But I was too lazy and too stoned, basically, to get up out of the beanbag and go and change the channel on TV. So I just kept watching it. And what it was was Jesus, and they were nailing him to the cross. And I, I, couldn't st I still can't stand pain, okay, like that kind of pain, I'm just thinking about the pain that he was going through. And as I was watching it, I actually remember very vividly saying, you fool. I said it aloud, you fool. You didn't have to die. You didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Which is true. He didn't do anything wrong. And he didn't have to die. But he actually, he did have to die. He did. And so that's what I want to talk about. It was so necessary. I thought it was not necessarily necessary. But within a few months, through a series of things, I got radically saved. I got born again. I became a Christian and suddenly all those addictions were gone, gone, gone. God is amazing. God is amazing how he does things. And so after that and right like now, I realized how absolutely necessary it was for Jesus to go through what he went through. So that's what I want to share about tonight. You know, before he died, Jesus he basically told his disciples what was going to happen. He said this, even so, the Son of Man, even so must, or it's necessary, the Son of Man be lifted up. In other words, I must be crucified. I need to die. I need to be crucified. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, 
but that the world through him might be saved. Now, Jesus is actually saying this, but he's speaking in what's called the third person. And he's basically saying, it's necessary. It's necessary for me to be lifted up, to be crucified. It's necessary for me to die. Because whoever believes and receives my sacrifice, my gift, will be saved. Will be saved. You know, God didn't send Jesus to condemn us. He sent Jesus to save us. That's what he's saying. And that was before the, before the crucifixion, before the resurrection. This is what he said after the resurrection. This is what happened. So he is risen from the dead, which is what we are celebrating now. And then he appears to them. <clears throat> and the disciples are all talking in the room. He says, now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. And he said to them, peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and su they supposed they'd seen a spirit. They thought he was a ghost. Like, whoa! What is Jesus doing here? He just suddenly appeared. He didn't walk in. He just suddenly appeared because he could. Okay? He's in his resurrected body. He can pass through walls. He can do whatever he wants. He suddenly appeared to them and they were... <gasps> Jesus, and he's saying, it's okay, guys, peace, be calm. And he said this to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? It's really me, guys. Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. They saw him be crucified. They saw him nailed to the cross. And he's saying, look. See the scar? See? See the marks? See? It's me. Handle me. In other words, touch me. Touch me. I'm not a ghost. Touch me. Handle me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. So he's here to convince them, I died, but I'm alive again. I've been resurrected. And it is me. It's not a ghost. It's not a spirit. I'm real. I'm here. It's me, guys. See? I don't look that different. It's me. You know, sometimes we think, oh, if we get to heaven, will we recognize each other? Yes, we will. We will recognize each other. Hey! Great to see you. It's not going to be, oh, who's that? <laughs> they will know it. We will know each other. He's saying, it's me. It's me. If you don't believe it, touch me. I'm real. That's what he's saying. But while they still did not believe for joy, like they were, they were afraid, and now they're like, wow, it really is. It's him. He's here. Everything he said is true. He's back. He's alive. So they didn't believe for joy, and they marveled. Like, wow, this is amazing. He said something very ordinary. Have you got any food here? <laughs> That's like us. Who's hungry right now? We're always thinking about food. Jesus, have you got any food here? So they gave him a piece 
a broiled fish and some honeycomb. Very healthy diet. Very healthy. And he took it and ate it in their presence. So he didn't just say, hey, look, touch me on the outside. It's like, I'm real. I'm real. Give me some food, I'll prove it. Amazing. It was so necessary for him to prove his resurrection and prove that it was him. And then he said this to them. He said, it's been written. In other words, not only am I proving it, but it's been written. I'm fulfilling prophecy. He said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. This was fulfillment of the prophecies. Many prophecies were written concerning Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection, and exactly on the third day he would rise, and this was the third day. They had been, some of them had been on the road to Emmaus and they had encountered him and they were talking about it. And this is when he came into the room and said, yeah, it's true, I really am alive. Here I am, touch me, see me. It was necessary. Then they were thinking, well, why did all this have to happen? But he was saying it was necessary to fulfill prophecy. It was necessary to prove that what God says is true. It was necessary to prove what Jesus had said is true for them and also for us, okay? And it was also saying it's necessary to suffer. Why was it necessary to suffer? Because Jesus came in the flesh just to be like us. He didn't sin, but he suffered because he understands what it's like to be human. We suffer, but he suffered way more than us. You know, when we feel sorry for ourselves sometimes, think about how much he suffered and he didn't need to. And yet it was necessary. He didn't need to, but it was necessary for us. He relates to us in every way. And it says this, and that repentance, he said, repentance and the remission of sins should be preached, should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So he's basically saying, it's necessary for you to understand that I'm alive, for you to believe that I'm alive, because you are going to be the ones who start here in Jerusalem and they begin to preach as my witnesses. You must believe it so that you can preach it. You know, if you don't believe something, then you're not able to convince others. True? So he's saying that you need to preach in his name because only Jesus can save everyone because he died for everyone. He died once and for all. And then he says this, you are witnesses. You've seen it with your own eyes. You're witnesses. You have seen me. I have proved myself to you. You are my witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. So you have seen me 
that was necessary for you to believe. And it's also necessary for you to have the power to say these things, okay? So he said, I'm gonna send the promise of the Holy Spirit, the Father, upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. In other words, it's necessary also for you to wait until you receive the power to preach in my name. Why? Because they were going to get a lot of opposition. They had to be strong. They needed the power of the Holy Spirit. So he's saying it's necessary for you to see me and it's necessary for you to have the power of the Holy Spirit to share that good news. Amen? What else was necessary? In Hebrews chapter 9, it said it was necessary for him to give himself. In John chapter 3, it says, God the Father so loved the world that he gave Jesus. But then Jesus had to give himself. It said he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Jesus gave himself. It was necessary for him to agree with God, not my will, but your will. As difficult as it was. And it says, it's appointed for man to die once. So everybody's going to live once. Not many times, but once. But after this, the judgment. And so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. We only live once. And then we're going to face the judgment of God. We're all going to stand before God. So it was necessary for Jesus to come and make a way for us to be able to stand before God, righteous. And he died. He shed his blood for us, the sinless one for all the sinners. Okay? It was necessary for him to die to make peace between us. We were sinners, but we needed to make peace with God. And we can only do that through Jesus. We have peace with God. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have access. So we have peace with God. We have access to God by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So what does it say there? It was necessary for Jesus to come to make peace between us and God. We have peace in our hearts when we receive Jesus. We receive or we reject, that's our decision. Do we believe and receive or do we reject? He is the way, the truth and the life. He's the only way. So we have peace with God. We have access to God. We can stand in the judgment. He says, not guilty. We receive Jesus. We've been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are righteous. We can stand before God. And it says we have hope. It's necessary to have hope. You know, if you don't have hope, if you're hopeless, people who are depressed are hopeless. People who, people who feel no hope are depressed. 
true. If you have felt sometimes you don't have any hope, it's a horrible thing, horrible thing. But see, it was necessary for Jesus to come and restore these things to us, to give us peace, to give us access, to give us hope, to give us a future, to know that, you know what, if I died in this very moment, then I would go and be with the Lord. That I have that peace, I have that security, I have that knowing in my heart. So it was necessary for Jesus to do this for us. But listen to this. In the book of Revelation, it says this, whoever enters into heaven. There should be no, mind, no means enter it, anything that defiles or causes an abomination or is a lie. But only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. What does that mean? Jesus is the Lamb of God. Jesus is the sacrifice. When, when we believe in him, our names are in the Lamb's book of life. If our names are not written in that book, we cannot enter into heaven. We cannot enter into the kingdom of God. But if we believe, our names are written there. Is your name here? Ah, yes, Nola. Come on in. It's necessary to have our names written in that book. It's like getting on an aeroplane. If you don't have a ticket, you can't get on. That's what it's like getting into heaven. The ticket for us to get into heaven is Jesus. When we believe in Jesus, our names are written in his book and we can enter in. That's awesome. What do we have to do? We don't have to do anything except believe and receive. Believe that he died for our sins because we couldn't do anything to enter heaven by our own goodness. We can't earn our way. We can't buy our way. We believe in him because he did it. He's the one who did it. In Romans 10, it says this, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. I receive that. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God did raise him from the dead, you will be saved. You know, when you read that, you think, wow, that's pretty easy. That sounds so easy. But you know, I've got friends, friends that I used to have from years ago who used to do all the bad things I did, who still don't believe and still won't receive. They said, you know what, I'm not ready. I don't want to give up doing what I'm doing. And that's their choice. We all have a choice. But it's necessary for them if they want to go to be with the Lord. It's necessary to believe in their heart and speak with their mouth. Jesus, I believe, I receive. Okay? And when we do that, this is what Jesus does. It says he will present us. He will present us holy and blameless 
and above reproach. Even though we're not perfect, he will present us as holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard. In other words, you make that it's necessary to make that decision and then it's necessary to continue to walk with the Lord, to live the life of faith, to continue. Amen? Some people just believe and then they just turn away and go back to their life of sin. That's not what it's all about. The Word of God says we need to continue. It's necessary. It's necessary. Why? So that life will go a little more easy on this earth. When we follow the Lord, when you walk with the Lord, when the favour of God and the help of the Lord is there, as you continue in the Lord, it's necessary to have Jesus. You know, the media will tell you something different. The world will tell you something different. Oh, there's many ways to God. There's not. There's one way, and it's Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. It is necessary to receive him, to believe in him, to have that future and that hope. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your word tonight. Lord, I thank you that it's not about people's opinions. It's not about uh, media um, perspectives and options that people will say there are. There is not many ways. There are not many ways to heaven. There's only one way. There's only one name. And it is so necessary to know that. And it is so necessary to believe you and to receive you. Lord, you made it easy for us. We didn't have to try and do this, and we didn't have to try to do that. Lord, you paid the price. You made the sacrifice. You suffered. You gave yourself. You died so we could live. You died so we could have eternal life, not just life here, but eternal life. We thank you that you made the way for us. We just bless you tonight, Lord. Thank you that you help us to make the most important decision. And then you help us, Lord, to continue to walk it out. You give us the peace in our hearts. You give us that place, that sense of belonging. You give us the assurance, the security, you give us that knowing that we have a future beyond here. Thank you, Lord, that your resurrection to life shows that we too will be resurrected to new life. Thank you, Lord, that you proved it. We believe it and we receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If anyone wants prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, have an awesome holiday. I think tomorrow's a holiday for some, yes. <laughs> Enjoy it. Say hi. And like I said, if anyone needs prayer, I want to pray with you tonight.
be safe out there. Don't speed. There's double demerits. <laughs> Bye, everybody.